Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are hitting the road, heading to the Olympic Peninsula, just a couple of hours from Seattle, to have a chat with John Carrozza. John is a marketing veteran with over 40 years of experience, a mentor, podcaster, and also a writer. Her latest book, Rocking ROI, is a must-read for anyone in the marketing world. So, Jen, welcome to the RV. Thank you. Nice to be here. I'm very familiar with RVs. So, I was looking forward to giving you a ride, Jen. (laughs) And actually, we both share a passion for RVs. So, given your impressive 280,000 miles of RV travel, can you share a standout RV adventure or, let's say, a destination that holds a special place in your heart? Oh, you're very sweet to ask. There are so many, and we have traveled all a loop all the way around the United States. We've driven it all the way to Alaska through Canada. So I think there there are just so many, you know, individual stories, but we're fascinated with museums. We love to find local museums and go in and see really interesting artifacts and things that tell stories. Mm-hmm. Um, as a writer, that's, you know, something we're all interested in, right? But uh, to go to Alaska in an RV is a very special trip. You get to see caribou and bear from the RV. Um, You get to have in the summertime these very long hours of daylight. So you think it's time to go in and, uh, you know, maybe find a restaurant for dinner. No, everything closed up because it's 11 o'clock at night (laughs) by the time you feel like it's dark enough. Summer is the best time to go. I, I don't think people, even the people that work up there uh, start and just work through the summer for maybe as long as six months. But by August, they're already planning. And many of them have a business in Florida and they'll go there for the winter like you. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I believe that winter time in Alaska must be kind of... It's very dark. Yeah, very dark and very cold. Mm -hmm. But it's a worthwhile trip in an RV. For sure. This is like a, this is so relaxing to be, you know, for me, there is something liberating about having a place where you can take your belongings without worrying about weight. (laughs) Right. And you discover new things all the time. You get to see interesting places. You meet interesting people and you come back with stories and you're enriched all the more for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, I dreamt of embarking on a three month RV journey without destination in mind. Just get on my RV and 
destination unknown. Yeah, that's very good. And you, it's so easy today. There are so many apps and other resources that on your way, you can decide to do something that's very different and, and discover places you wouldn't have found without these wonderful tools that we have now. So I'm your fan, son. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get to try it around the States too. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Let's talk about your career. I had to learn a lot about you when I was preparing your episode. <laughs> and I see that you transitioned from working in marketing for other companies like American Express, mm -hmm. Blue Cross, mm -hmm. and Volvo to mm -hmm. becoming an accomplished author and educator. What made you take this decision? Oh, well... It you know, it was just the right time. It was basically retiring, and I call it retiring of the projects. And so I was glad to have uh, uh, my last position for a couple of years with a person who happened to be a very dear friend, but I got to learn a lot on the job. And then I was like, okay, I want to take off hello in the RV for three months. I think it's time to retire. So did that and continued to, to I've been working uh, and telecommuting remotely for many years, probably 20 years since we started going around the country in the RV. And so it was just a natural transition. This is a good time. And I've wanted to write this book that was a passion project. It's here behind me. Getting people to think about working with offline and online to market their business. But as they start, to start with the, the things that cost the least, like social marketing, but then growing it over time and attempting the next level it's a, that's a little bit more expensive, but not moving on to it until you've attained your return on advertising expenditure before you move on to the next one. But making sure that you do everything for free that you can for the duration of your business, but start with everything that you can do for free. And that's one of the things that I've done lately was the post about 30 ways to leverage other people's platforms that are free. And I really think that every business could do that as do more of it all the time. They should actually make a campaign out of it to plan it just as you would any kind of advertising campaign because what's better than free and it even gives you the credibility of someone else recommending you and you can't pay for that so it's something I think everybody should think about yes and actually I saw your article this article on medium about the 30 ways to leverage mm -hmm. other people's platforms yeah if you don't mind, could you share a few effective ways to increase? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're doing one of them now. We're doing an interview, right? Mm -hmm. But um, out of the 30, I would say that for people, when they look at it, they should think about the ones that feel right to them. And I would also ask them to explore things out of their comfort zone. So a writer 
is going to want to do things that are more written. So that's one of the ways to do that would be a written blog post that you share. So you find someone else who will let you write a blog post for their site. You might exchange it. You might have them write one for yours as well. But there are things that you can do that are written whether they are a collaboration, you might create a survey with someone else. You might create a report. You might create a workshop. If you're more into speaking, doing in-person speaking engagements, you can schedule something on Meetup that could be local and in-person. Uh, you could schedule something even more impactful such as a TEDRx talk, so an 18-minute talk, and people think, oh, no, I can't do that. That's a very national thing or whatever. You can do those locally, and you can find where those places are and make an impact. The, some of the people that have done those say that gets them more, attracting more of their audience than other things that they've done just because people keep finding their talks. So these might be two different ways. You might do it by offering something of value within someone else's group, a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group. And those are some of the ways that people can take advantage of the other people's platforms. Mm -hmm. Also coming to podcasts. Yeah, and coming to podcasts, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a, a powerful one for the digital age, for sure. Yes, thank you. And yeah. John, as a community builder and leader, networking has been mm -hmm. the cornerstone of your career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I attribute it to every position I've had, except for the very first one that was a classified ad, it's back when I got out of college. So I really can't say enough about the value of networking. And again, it comes back to the word enrichment. When you're able to develop those relationships and, and nurture them over the years, you can't even imagine what kind of return you could get on that. I was talking to my brother yesterday about his career. And at the end, the last several years of his career, he had his own business, but that business came about because of a casual meeting at a trade show where he had a casual conversation with a gentleman and they just kept in touch over the years. And years later, the gentleman said, you know, I'm starting this business in Amsterdam. Would you consider being my U.S. distributor? And it was like the best incredible way that came out of you never would he never would have expected anything to come from the relationship he really thought they were just a vendor or something in his industry where he worked at a, a company like Miles Laboratory. So it's just networking can do the most amazing things for you in your life. And kids that go off to college, you know, kids that are in high school, I always tell them, get yourself together with uh, however you want to keep information about people that you meet and then stay up with them. Send thank you notes. Make sure that 
you check in periodically with them and just say, just wanting to see how you're doing. Or if you're in the area, you want to get a cup of coffee. You just never know where those connections and the relationships that you build will go because they can be introductions to other job opportunities, other business opportunities. So many of my clients came because someone referred the clients to me. So it's just something that will benefit your life to put some effort into it and it doesn't cost anything. And that's one of the 30 tips is get into the networking groups and see how you can help. And some of those networking groups might be professional in your career, in your industry, but they might be just local chamber of commerce or rotary club or whatever. Um, I have a friend that talks a lot about her membership in the rotary club and what it did for her and her business. So it can be from a lot of different places that you can explore. And community. This community is amazing. Yeah. This podcast, for example, I said this is a big community because after almost 400 interviews in this podcast. That's amazing. Yeah, I said I had a beautiful community because I introduced one guest to the other and they start working together and that's so rewarding. Look what you're doing. You're sparking all this entrepreneurial energy. I love it. I love it too. And I was checking your Instagram and I'm following you as well. And I really love it. Oh, nice. Likewise. (laughs) Yes. I love the content you post there. Actually, about your book, I was checking it on Amazon and I would like to know what was the inspiration behind your book? Actually, I love the title. Rocking ROI. That's right. We want our return on investment to be the best. The inspiration was actually my brother getting into that business because he'd always worked for someone else. And when he initially got into it, social media was starting to be something and he was overwhelmed. How do I do all this? There's so many things. I don't know where to begin. And I just thought, well, okay, I can help you with that. And I thought I would, I started writing about that. And then I realized, you know, a lot of these people are so fascinated with digital marketing. They're totally not even looking at what offline can do. They don't think because, yes, print is changing, but it's still there. It's still another avenue. If you're interviewed by your local newspaper, that's still a benefit to you, especially if you have a local business. And if you can get to a national newspaper or national magazine, there's that's no slouch. And they have digital placements as well. So the magazine that might publish you in print can also publish you online. So there's so many benefits. I mean, this is something you're doing. You have the, the issue magazine that's digital as well as your podcast. So multiple channels, whatever way that you can attract that audience that you're looking for, these other people with their own platforms can help you spread your word and, and share your message. As you can see, the collaboration, it just doesn't get better than that. Yes. Actually, the magazine is also available on paperback. Yes, it is. That's right. (laughs) Yes. This is so amazing. I believe that nowadays is way easier than before to spread the word about your work. But as you were telling us, of course, there are still the old methods that they are right. And I would like you could explain return on investment. 
Absolutely. Return on investment. Some people call it return on ad spend. So a return on investment is you put so many dollars into something, how many dollars did you get back? But in advertising, there's a way to look at it like, how much did I spend? So if I spent a dollar on advertising, did I get a dollar back or more? And that would tell you. So you create a ratio now and you say, what kind of ratio did I get for that? So if I spend a dollar, did I get two back? So that would mean I had a two to one ratio. So when people talk about a return on ad spend, anything over a dollar, they're making money and, and they're actually making money against the advertising budget. Returning on investment is if I put $100,000 into a company, did I get more than 100000 back? Did I beat my break even? So it's just another measure. You know, you, you hear about KPIs all the time. What are my metrics? How am I doing? ROI is a great way to kind of measure your progress so that if you start, if you put some money into pay-per-click or radio or television, when you see that your ROI over, say, a week, a day, a month, whatever, is better, then you know you can keep going forward. But you always have to watch what you're spending and what you're getting back in return. Make sure you put measurement features in there so that you can see how you're doing. So in the early days, it was coupon codes or how many people called this 800 number. And now with 24-7 clicks, you can track clicks and opens and submissions, registrations, <laughs> installs of applications. I mean, there's just so many metrics now. It's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the idea, or at least as what I was reading about your book, is a beginner's guide to marketing for e-commerce. For example, your book can help even people who don't know much about marketing. That's true. Is and that true? and. Thank you. And and it's not even limited to e-commerce, right? So if people no. aren't doing e-commerce, it's not limited to that. So yeah, it is a little bit broader than perhaps the title might be. Okay, great. Yeah. So let's let's go to your podcast now. Your journey from radio has now evolved into hosting your own podcast. Fair trends and following wins interviews. Yes, thank you. Yes. I that came about because when I did the book, even though the concentrated writing took about a year, but at the end of that year, podcasting was starting to come out and I'm, I have to wrap up this book and stop because there will always be another channel. There will always be something new. I've got to put this to bed. But then I knew what I wanted to do after that was to do the interviews because I want to go deeper into the topics covered in the book, but then I want to be able to be contemporary. And if podcasting is the latest thing or AI is the latest thing, right? Be able to grab uh, an expert that I admire, somebody who I'm following and say, look, I need 20 minutes. Let's sit down and let's talk about, and even just business model topics. I've grabbed two lawyers to talk about trademarking because a lot of solopreneurs are making products and not thinking about trademarking their sites, their products, their brand. I th really thought that was important. So it got two really good people to talk about. I was just thrilled. Another friend talked about promotional items because people don't think about when you're out and about anywhere, 
everything from business cards to little items you can give away, things you can give away at Christmas or holidays or as a thank you to someone who's a client or a prospect. These things are very inexpensive, but they can go a long way because they sit on somebody's desk. They get used a lot. They remembered. Um, and so that's that was the impetus for the podcast, just because the book had to stop <laughs> and, and, and the topics don't stop, right? Just had to keep coming by putting those together. So absolutely, you, um, you would understand this yourself. It's like you're always getting into something new with the next podcast episode. We learn so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so not only our listeners, but for me, like I'm yeah. talking with you today and I've already learned so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And yes. So Jan, is there a message you would like to leave for our listeners today? Absolutely. I think you know, we're so, uh, as marketers, as business people, as entrepreneurs, where we get wrapped up in um, creating our products and in content promoting those products. But one of the things I don't think we plan well enough and could plan more of is doing the things that don't cost any money. And to me, there isn't a company of any size that can't be doing more of the things that don't cost money to promote their message. And I would like to see more people doing that, more people trying some new things. I, maybe it's out of their comfort zone. Writers might have a little more difficult time talking, but they certainly have to talk to promote a book that they've written. And people who are good at talking may not want to write, but maybe it's good to kind of get out of your little comfort zone there and begin to collaborate with other people. There's nothing more exciting than that experience with a great co collaboration to create something, to do a webinar together, to do a masterclass together. These are such great opportunities for you to lift all boats, right? Because you're getting a group of people together in a, a summit or a giveaway that kind of extend your brand and your message, but you're in good company and kind of getting the glow off the other people that are sharing their products and services that are akin to yours. This co-opetition idea of working with people who are in your space, but maybe not your niche. And then two of you or 10 of you can do things together to build for all of you, right? So that you all have the credibility of each other's audiences. I don't think there's anything better than that. Thank you for your advice. <laughs> I agree 100% with you. Yeah, it's nice to be able to, yeah, whatever you can do to kind of help somebody else and give them a foothold up. And finally, where can our listeners find you online? And of course, your book. Oh, thank you. So the easiest way is my bio link, jancarosa.bio.link, and it's J-A-N-C-A-R-R-O-Z-A dot bio dot link. And that has all the places you can find me. You can find my book, my website, where I have a lot of free things to help entrepreneurs get started with some wonderful templates. Um, I have some marketing assets over on Etsy that can help people get 
started and tracking with their networking and being able to kind of come up with an idea every day for a year for content. And then they can find the book, the course that I have online and any way to reach out for me from that one bio link. Amazing. You're doing so many things. So. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> and for our dear listeners, thank you for tuning in. And also I want to tell you that you can find more about Sun on our magazine, The Relatable Voice. You can just go to www.relatable-media.com and Jen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for embarking on this journey. With us. <laughs> it's been a great ride. <laughs> yes, and the weather here is so beautiful. And thank you for sharing your insights and experiences. And let me know your next stop with your RV. And I will be happy to meet you again. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you so much, Lucia. Thank you, thank you so much, and come back. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening, and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.